my friend Alan Dershowitz. Dersh, good morning, pal. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm great. So you came up in conversation because the uh, president is such a liar. I mean, it's bad enough the kitchen fire when he's in Maui. It's bad enough he tells everybody his son, Bo, God rest his soul, died in Iraq, uh, excuse me, in Afghanistan. He died in a hospital in the United States. But then the ultimate whopper, to actually say from Alaska, on 9-11 from Alaska, that he was standing outside the World Trade Center on 9-12, and it looked like the gates of hell, when in fact he was nowhere near New York. He was in D.C. voting on a resolution. How in God's name, Democrat or not, can you vote for this man? Well, I'm not sure who I'm going to vote for, but I know he, he desecrated 9/11, Alan. He, you can't I use. Know, but he should not be impeached. That's the key point. He, he, you don't get impeached for lying, for creating a culture of corruption, for having a double standard in relation to your son's criminal problems. Those are all good reasons. You're right to vote against somebody, but they're not good reasons to impeach, and that's why. I am as opposed to the supposed impeachment of Joe Biden as I was to the impeachments of Donald Trump. I I have a single standard, and the standard is not met for either of them under the Constitution. Neither of them have committed treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Americans should vote for who they think is the least good president or the least worst president. And the factors you've mentioned should be taken into consideration by all voters, but we shouldn't try to be denying voters the right to vote, either by impeaching Biden or by disqualifying Trump under the 14th Amendment. Both are as wrong as could be, and both Democrats and Republicans are playing tit for tat with the Constitution. They're weaponizing the Constitution for their political purposes. You do the right thing. You point out the problems with Biden. That's fine, and people will vote one way or the other. But we should not be using the Constitution to prevent people like us from voting the way we choose to vote. All very fair, all very smart. That's why you got to get the book Get Trump, because my friend Alan here predicted exactly what happened to Donald That's Trump. Right. in the. And you have been very consistent. That's the one thing, Alan. And by the way, I predicted the Biden impeachment, too, because I said that what the Republicans did to uh, well, what the Democrats did to Trump, the Republicans will do to Biden. So it's entirely predictable. And I get my predictions right because I don't use my ideology in making predictions. I use my experience and expertise. So I'm opposed to all these impeachments, as I was the impeachment of President Clinton. You were against that one, too. Yeah, I was in favor of the Nixon impeachment. It's the only one I've been in favor. Of. Why would the expect, only one in American well, history well, that was? Just- well, I've got a, I've got a. Uh, at least I'm trying to trying to skew towards a younger audience. So explain why historically you were for Nixon and not for the rest. Because Nixon destroyed tapes. He paid hush money. He obstructed justice. He was involved in the break-in at the Democratic Party and the cover-up of the break-in. And because Republicans and Democrats alike wanted him impeached, remember, the reason he resigned is not because Democrats said you have to resign. It's because Republicans said you had to resign. And if we ever had that consensus again, either against Donald Trump or against Joe Biden, that would be a completely different matter. So the Nixon standard, even though he wasn't impeached, he left office under threat of impeachment. The Nixon standard is the gold standard for when we should impeach a sitting president. What if, in fact, this is a hypothetical, Alan, what if Kevin McCarthy and all these GOP folks 
produce documents, because they've got a lot of documents now, which certainly yeah. don't look good. But what if they produced no. a, an actual, I don't know, again, hypothetical, a bank deposit, which showed millions of dollars that directly goes into Biden's account? Yeah. Is that what you need to see to, to be okay with this? And it, and it would have to be during his presidency, not during his vice presidency. Uh, it raises a, a, a question that nobody knows the answer to. Could a sitting president be impeached? for committing treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors while he was vice president uh, uh, six years earlier? That's a question that nobody knows the answer to. The answer might very well be yes. But if that kind of smoking gun appears, yeah, I would would change uh, my view. But I don't think we so far see any smoking guns that lead to treason, bribery. And remember, I won that argument in front of the Senate that you need to have treason or bribery, and Republicans supported it. Now some Republicans are saying, whoops, whoa, we changed our mind. You don't need treason or bribery. It's enough to have a corrupt uh, climate. Uh, that's uh, Congressman Gates is, essentially, Gates is essentially saying that. We have to have one standard, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican. And if that standard is met, go ahead. But if it's not met, vote against them. You know, Bill O'Reilly was on this show a couple of weeks ago, and Bill was saying, you got all these attorney friends, you know, your friends with Dershowitz and Takapina yeah. and Idala and uh, all the, and it's true. Even Jose Baez is a good friend of mine. And he said, uh, why can't you call them and ask them if, um, you know, in retaliation for what Donald Trump has been having to face with these four indictments, why can't he sue and say that my civil liberties are being uh, put at risk and, and and all these things are happening to me, and it's just not its not legal. And uh, Audie Idala came on and said, well, while I agree with that in theory, in theory, it's going to be hard to prove that in court. What do you think? Well, I think it depends. If he's acquitted, then he has a lawsuit. Uh, you can bring a lawsuit for uh, improperly charging criminal cases. I think the easiest person to sue would be the district attorney of New York, Alvin Bragg, because the case – that Alvin Bragg bought doesn't even meet the giggle test. It's such an absurd <laughs> case. You could have you could have indicted Alexander Hamilton uh, under the standards that were brought by Bragg. So Bragg, if you're going to sue anybody, you sue Bragg, and uh, because there's no basis for any criminal prosecution there. The other cases, you know, maybe there is. Look, there's something to the Florida case. He did waive a uh, document that he said was classified. He didn't show it to anybody, so he may be able to win on that ground. Also, it's not a smoking gun. It's a smoking cigarette butt because it's not a big deal. You know, presidents have all had classified material in their position, and we know Donald Trump is a show-off. And it's not surprising that he would wave a document and say, see, I could have declassified this, but I didn't. But there's no evidence he actually showed it to the reporters. He just waved it in front of them. But that's the strongest case against them. Weakest is New York. And the Washington and Georgia cases will all depend on the evidence. So they don't seem that strong to me. Were you surprised that he wasn't able to come back at E. Jean Carroll, being that E. Jean Carroll never talked about sexual abuse? She never talked about, you know, uh, uh, certain sexual acts. She used the word rape over and over again. He raped me. And the jury came back and said, no, we didn't. Now, yeah, they, they, they applied some, uh, you know, for Cocta, $5 million charge and some other, uh, you know, uh, obvious uh, charge. But the truth is uh, they said you didn't rape her. So why can you come back and sue her for saying you said I raped you and clearly I didn't? 
he should be able to. I think that people who make false charges, as was made against me, fortunately in my case, the woman ultimately admitted, oh, she may have mistook me for somebody else. Uh, but um, if you make false charges against somebody and you destroy their lives that way, you and your lawyers should be subject to lawsuit. And I'm trying to change the law to move it in that direction. So do you think at the end of the day that they will get this impeachment done? And do you think they'll have more success than the Democrats had with Donald Trump? It depends on what the evidence shows up. At the moment, the charges that are look, being looked at by McCarthy don't rise to the level of impeachable offenses. But as you say, that hypothetical, if you find the bank deposits, if you find the tape, if you find something else that looks like it's a smoking gun, then impeachment is on the table. But I don't think we're there. I don't think we're going to get there. I make a lot of predictions. So I predict that uh, Joe Biden will not be successfully removed from office via impeachment. 60 seconds to go, Alan. Uh, I'm working with people, holding rallies, doing all kinds of stuff to keep uh, the illegals. I know you probably call them migrants. That's okay. I call them illegals out of my neighborhood. I live uh, out in Rockaway, and Floyd Bennett Field yeah, seems yeah. to be the next stop. And, and I, don't, right. I, I don't blame these people. I don't. God bless them. But I don't want them there. And we've hired attorneys to uh, file injunctions and, and all that stuff to keep them out. If somebody called you to do that, what are the... What are the odds you think you can of, of keeping them out of these neighborhoods? Well, I don't believe in sanctuary cities. At least I don't believe in sanctuary cities that break federal law. Um, I mean, you can – look, I support your protests. Uh, I know you and Curtis Lee had protests that were quite successful. In That's fact, we've got another right. one. In fact, we've got another one yeah. coming up together, rosenberg Sliwa 3, about to come right. your way tomorrow night, Alan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.